0: Let's go! Week 2 reaction episode of the Blue Tent Breakdown Podcast. At the end of this show, we are going to look at waiver wire pickups you should be considering based on the list of injuries we're going to go through. Also, we're going to talk concussions because there are several players in concussion protocol. So we'll go through that as well. We're going to talk about all of it. Oh, and I need to bring up... Uh, Before we wrap this up, Aaron Rodgers, right? There's some weird articles out there about him and his injuries, so we'll talk about that at the end, but first, with Josh Darby, certified, licensed, practicing, physical therapist, and athletic trainer, he is here to go through the injuries, and I gotta start out with the big one that we saw last night, just crushed my season because I was huge on Nick Chubb this year, huge on the Browns, and he's... Out, did you watch the slow motion
1: video? It's pretty nasty. Um, yeah, it's one of those videos you don't want to show your kids. It's yeah. almost like a bad horror film. Uh, The knee's not, leg's not supposed to bend that way. And uh, it's really unfortunate for Nick Chubb and for the Browns. And he had an injury like this in 2015. Um, MCL, PCL came back from that. Unfortunately, it's the same leg. And this one's going to need a pretty big surgery. So he's definitely out for the season. Let's talk best case, worst case,
0: because I was reading some of this on Twitter. Best case, 15
1: months or so. The best case, you know, you're thinking, yeah, a year, 15 months, it just depends what goes on with the surgery and how, what extent, to what extent the surgery is, as far as like damage to the, the tissue and the bone and everything. So they'll know more once they do the procedure, but it's it's at least a year for, for Nick Chubb. Uh, worst case, I heard Now, again, this is the internet,
0: so it's probably horrible information, but somebody said something about vascular damage as worst case. What does that mean? And what would that mean if that was the case?
1: Yeah. Worst case scenario is with a a knee dislocation, you're going to affect the major artery that runs through there. And so you could have complications from that in which the blood flow could be compromised to the area. And then that's gonna hamper not only a chance to rehab the injury and come back but also just general normal everyday things like walking and and, mm. and, and, and things along that line so the next couple of days we'll know more about the procedure and what they're they're looking at um, going forwards but um, just I mean again thoughts and prayers for Nick Chubb and his family right now
0: Aaron Rodgers JK Dobbins now we lose Nick Chubb Nick Chubb was clearly the worst of the
1: three I would say as far as catastrophic injuries I would say yes because again if you watch the video the knees not supposed to go that way and right. that's a really really traumatic injury we're talking multiple ligaments uh the bones and then mm. of course you just talked about hit on the vasculature as well so just a really really bad situation okay well oh, i hate to see it we'll
0: talk about waiver wire options at the end of this show but first let's go through some more of these as always the Blue Tent Breakdown podcast brought to you by True Move Physical Therapy in Overland Park online at truemovekc.com, com, and uh, Josh can get you back on the field along with the whole team can get you back on the field with treatments. Are you you're a master dry needler? What's the what's the latest with that? <laughs>
1: you're is it is there like an actual master dry needler uh, i'll be certified in dry needling after this weekend okay uh, i will have taken all the required courses to become certified in dry needling yes you do it you've been doing it i've been doing it for a couple of years now but uh, after i complete this last course i'll officially have my my certification in dry needling love it truemovekc.com
0: for that let's talk fantasy football saquon barkley high ankle sprain what do you know about it how long is he out do you think
1: Well, at first they said it was an ordinary ankle sprain, which you're thinking a couple of weeks, but then they came back and said a high ankle sprain and they gave a time frame of three weeks. So a normal ankle sprain is when you uh, have pain on the outside of your ankle. Very common. You see it in basketball, sports, football, right? A high ankle sprain is what Patrick Mahomes suffered last year in the playoff game against the Jaguars. That's the bad one. That's the one that takes multiple weeks to come back from. So... I'm kind of confused on this one. Honestly, Brady, they they've kind of um, said one thing and then the other bottom line is going to he's going to be out for a few weeks. And so uh, then you're looking at the backup, which is Matt Breida, to come in and and handle the load.
0: Mm. Now, the good thing is the ACL tear that it caused him to miss some time in 2020 was on his right side which is the opposite side of this ankle, which is good, but he has had lingering ankle issues. If you
1: have him and somebody's willing, would you trade him? The Giants are bad this year. The Giants are really bad. He's one of the best players they have on that team. If I'm an owner, I would look at possibly moving him. um, If anybody's taking. If anybody's taking, right. All right, Garrett Wilson. So he left the
0: game, but we think, unless you've heard something different, that it was just, just the air getting knocked out of him.
1: Should be good to go. Should be good to go. Just got the wind knocked out of him.
0: Okay, Joe Burrow and his calf. Again, what's going on with Cincinnati? They are not playing very well, And it is even a bummer if you have T Higgins or if you have chase, because those guys have both had a bad week and a good week. Um, What do you suspect? Do you think at some point they'll just say, let's rest him a week?
1: Oh man. I don't know if they're going to do that. The problem with Joe Burrow is that he's not a mobile quarterback to start with, right? He doesn't like to get out of the pocket and run, but this calf thing is lingering on more than I think that he thought it was going to. And the team thought it was going to. And it's not a good sign when he's on the bench in the fourth quarter taking a hyper ice gun to his calf. <laughs> um, so, I mean, you can tell he's off. Their accuracy is off. Their timing is off. And they just don't look good right now. Right. And, well,
0: you know, you brought up on a previous episode how you feel like the time off and the, the limited preseason was impacting play. Certainly he was the case. If he takes another week off, you're going to turn around. They're going to be 0-3. Yeah, they're going to be oh and four.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I saw a stat yesterday where they were the last team to make the playoffs at zero and two. I don't know what the stats are at zero and three, but it's not good <laughs> as far as like making the playoffs. So he um, he's they're really struggling right now. It's it's going to be week to week with him. And um, if you have Joe Burrow, you might consider playing, you know, if whoever your backup is, you might play them I on know. a week to week basis looking just based on matchups.
0: Uh, sometimes I forget Odell Beckham Jr. is still in the league. He <laughs> aggravated a previous right ankle injury. Did not turn return to the game.
1: What do you think? The team came out and said that it wasn't that big of a deal, but he was in street clothes at the end of the game. Um, Odell's had an interesting career. He's very dynamic. He's a he's a he's a great player when he plays well, but he's had a lot of injury issues. And um, I proceed with caution with him. Yeah. Honestly, yeah.
0: Yep. Anthony Richardson. We'll talk about. Everybody in concussion protocol before we get to waiver wires, but he's on there. Devonte Adams, another one in there. David Montgomery's a weird story right now. Playing great, but left. I'm hearing various things. Right, high thigh bruise but I thought we talked about if that's a contusion he should be able to play through it right what do you suspect i keep this is one you really got to keep an eye on and make sure you're listening to us later in the week for any updates
1: yeah so a thigh bruise is not good for a running back because they're going to take a lot of hits to the thigh during the game and so if you get a deep thigh bruise there's a lot of inflammation there's swelling deep in the muscles that's a that's a big muscle right quad big muscle yeah. so it's going to hold a lot of fluid in there and if he's limited in his mobility or his ability to ability to move and explode off of that leg and that lingers it's it's a problem. And Mm -hmm. so uh, that's one worth watching. I know that uh, I know we're gonna talk about waiver pickups yeah, later but he said it could be
0: a few weeks he told reporters that on monday but then dan campbell the coach came out and said day
1: to day do you trust the coach or do you trust the player no i trust the player more in this situation the, the coach is always going to be really positive especially when it's one of your better players but i i I almost lean towards the player. They know their body's the best. So if the coach is saying day to day and he's saying three weeks, you might look at like two weeks. You might look at somewhere in the mm, middle. But this is a really interesting one to watch. And they've already signed somebody to come in and, and be a possible backup. So um, it looks like he's not going to play this week for sure. Okay, we'll talk uh, waiver wires here in moments.
0: Jamal Williams. Now, if you have him, you could really be in trouble because Kamara's coming back soon. He has a hamstring strain. Uh, We don't know the exact severity because it was uh, last night's game. What do you think there?
1: I mean, Uh, it's not looking good for for him. Right. Uh, I have him in a league that I'm in. And so I was really disappointed when he went down because, yeah, Camaro's out for another week and um you picked him up hoping to get a solid four weeks out of him and now that seems like it's going away probably not going to play this week any chance of him having a couple of good weeks is kind of out the door at this point as as Kamara's going to be coming back
0: amon ross st brown another guy was huge on something about they put a steel plate in his shoe On his right foot, what do you think it's a turf toe situation?
1: Again, you guys talk about how important cutting and acceleration is for that. We touched on this briefly last week. Turf toe is basically a big toe sprain, okay? be like if you you, you sprain, like, you know, if you stick your finger out and a ball hits it and it kind of jams it, that's kind of what it is, but it's in (laughs) the big toe, which is a problem because that big toe is the thing you use to push off each time when you're running or cutting or changing direction. So they put a stiff, really almost like a steel insole in there to try and make it so it's not as bad every time you push off but that, that that's a lingering God. nagging injury that could be going on for weeks with him do you think it's more likely where they go all right will it heal faster if he has a week off and it isn't would. that worth doing it would but it's also a monra saint brown and you need him out there right. if you're that's the lion so they're going to treat it 24 7 and you know he's not going to practice probably a whole lot and then he's going to be a guy that's going to be out there during the games but they're, they're going to really limit him uh, during the week in practice Just three more guys I'd like to talk about. DK Metcalf, hard hit to the ribs, but that's, are we calling it a contusion? He should be good. Contusion bruise, again, hurts more than anything. They're going to probably put some sort of like a flak jacket on him to to cover the ribs so that any blows that he does take, it's going to be absorbed. It's just painful. It's just painful when you you move and try and stretch and catch a ball. So he's just going to be dealing more with symptoms at this point. Talk to me about Brandon Ayuk.
0: AC joint sprain. What's the AC joint?
1: So AC joint is the joint on top of your shoulder. So when you talk about somebody gets a separated shoulder, that's what you're talking about. Really painful. Um, I had heard he'd would he been injured and he went out and then he came back in and, and re-injured it again. So that's just a really painful injury. And... Uh, that's just going to have to look at you know how he does in practice and, and whether or not they want to put him out there this weekend. So, listen, a couple things on
0: that. He had a great week one, gets injured. They have so many weapons. They're huge favorites this week. I would expect him to, at the very least, be limited, if not rested. They still have Debo. They have Kittle, CMC. I, I can't remember. Are they playing Arizona? It's Somebody a- horrible. They're a, more than a seven-point favorite.
1: I want to say Brady this is a is this a short week for them and they're playing the Giants on Thursday yeah, night. I, I want look. to say this is a short week so they're going to need him faster than normal. So If you have Brandon Ayuk, this might be a week that they don't play him uh, because of a short week, and they've got a ton of weapons. It's the Giants and 49ers. So look
0: for a big week from Debo. Debo, Kittle, CMC, who has big weeks every week. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right, finally, Zay Jones, mid-right knee PCL posterior cruciate ligament. Yes. Nice job. <laughs> nice job. Oh, nice job. Okay. He suffered a mild right knee PCL
1: injury. Watch him in practice. Do you like his chances to play or no? Yeah. Mild PCL injuries are really nothing to be too concerned about. There's not a lot of instability with it and uh he will more than likely be able to play this week okay um
0: let's talk now about concussions okay before we get to waiver wire pickups we have a few players logan thomas maybe uh, the one of your favorite tight ends, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Adams, Anthony Richardson, quarterback for the Colts. Anthony Richardson's concussion was interesting because he went back into the game and then came out because he was experiencing um, symptoms there, which I think good on Anthony Richardson for doing that. What do you think about these guys with
1: concussions? I think you have to really proceed with caution. Uh, we touched on this last week, but the whole issue with Tua last year you know, was just a real big debacle, and I think the League has really highlighted this as an issue. Now, okay, we're going to throw out this concussion protocol, which we really want every team to follow and really stick to. And it really makes sense because anytime you're dealing with a head injury, you have to be really smart about it, right? It's not worth, you know, injuring yourself and then having a re injury and then, you know, possibly having some sort of issue later on in life, you know, like the the whole CTE thing that's come out the last few years, right? So um, they've developed this protocol, which they're they're really sticking to it, and I really applaud the league for doing this. And it's a five-step process where they're going to have to basically be symptom-free first. So if you have an injury, you've got to be able to sit in a room with bright lights or look at a monitor, a screen, and not have symptoms. And the next uh, step is to just basically do some sort of aerobic exercise, right? Go out and walk, jog, not have any symptoms. And then when
0: you say symptoms, like when I'm staring at bright lights or
1: a screen, what are the symptoms? Meaning mostly headaches or headaches, blurry vision, maybe some nausea, um, some balance issues. I
0: have those all the time, (laughs) which makes me a little concerned. I'm constantly with the headaches and the blurry vision. I think
1: that's okay. So then what's step three? Step three, we'd be going to football-specific exercise, which means some sort of conditioning, lifting weights, again, exertion, not having any symptoms with that. And then you go into uh, where you're going to some non-contact football drills. Uh, So if you're a running back, you go and maybe run some patterns or you um, do something along those lines. And then eventually you get back to full practice. And then if you clear all those hurdles, then then they'll have a a doctor come in and and test you, and and then they'll give their – Um, okay if if you are able to play.
0: Now, are those tests separated by a day? Can you do more than one? Does it depend on where you start with your symptoms? I would have got to imagine if you go lights out on the field, they're going to separate those tests further and further apart or no?
1: Yeah, they 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 are. They're going to separate them at least by a day. So if you come out and you jog and you say, "Hey, I got no symptoms," all right, we're going to come back in the next day, and then we're going to say, "Okay, now can you lift?" And then it's it's usually a day by day basis. There's really no time frame for it. Okay, it's just based upon. Um, Every individual case.
0: Okay. All right. Um, so those guys, when you're looking at a guy, Logan Thomas, Waddle, Adams, Richardson, on your fantasy football team because of a concussion, what do you do? You just have to pay attention.
1: Just kind of look for reports like, did they practice? How did they do? Were they limited? And as you lead up to that week's you know, games, then you'll kind of know more. And especially with a concussion, if it says maybe like a game time decision or hasn't cleared concussion protocol, the closer you get to Sundays, then you kind of have to say, all right, maybe I'm not playing this this player this week. Practicing, though, is a good sign from a concussion angle. It's a very good sign. OK, because it means in, the closer the end of coming right. back into to, to playing again. Yeah.
0: All right, let's talk uh, waiver wire considerations if you have any of these guys. By the way, we are on Facebook. We do have a Facebook page, and we try to update the injury stuff as often as we can. We also have a Chiefs-only episode, so make sure you share and subscribe, where we talk about the Chiefs and the opponent's offense and defense each week, and then we do bring you another episode later in the week, closer to Friday, as we know more about injuries with sit-and-start suggestions as well well all right let's talk about some waiver wire pickups let's start in Cleveland now that we know that uh, Nick Chubb is out for the season Jerome
1: Ford's got to be the instant go-to guy right there do you agree yeah Jerome Ford is the uh, reactionary pickup you know since he's the backup but we were kind of talking about this this morning it's like are they going to go out and get a veteran are they going to try and repair relationships with Kareem Hunt are they going to go after Leonard Fournette I mean, even like um, um, Jonathan sorry. Taylor Jonathan Taylor is a great fit, I think, in Cleveland. They like to run the ball. I mean, do you go after him? Um, I think it's kind of a, a TBD situation as far as like, do they go out and get a veteran? I
0: got to imagine, though, Josh, anybody besides Kareem Hunt doesn't play this upcoming week. I don't think they play in week three. Kareem Hunt maybe knows the playbook, right? Wouldn't you say? I mean, I, I think if – if you have Nick Chubb and you don't have any other options, pick up Ford immediately. But I do like the idea if Kareem Hunt's available in your league, maybe pick him up and stash him. If not Cleveland, look at uh, the injuries we've seen. J.K. Dobbins, Saquon Barkley, you gotta think like a guy, a guy like Kareem Hunt isn't out there
1: forever. It does kind of worry you though, that he went in and worked out for the Saints and the Colts and they didn't sign him. So they're, I don't know That's what's going point. on in that situation. But again, I think you're more than likely going to see the Browns reach out and start having guys come in and try out yeah. veterans uh, looking for that that guy to, to, to come in and be a workhorse for him.
0: I thought they were going to have a big year, but now without Chubb and starting the season 0 and 2, it doesn't look great. So they're definitely in a battle, that's for sure. Kyron Williams, he's available in almost 40% of ESPN fantasy
1: leagues. I like the way he looks and Cam Akers looks to be on the outs. Yeah. Kyron Williams looks amazing. He's the best pickup I think of the year so far in, in a couple of weeks. And Cam Akers had this issue last year where they were going to release him last year and somehow they uh mended things up and he ended up playing pretty well towards the end of the season but i've heard rumors that he's on the trade block he, they've been shopping him around so kyron williams if you haven't picked him up man go get him because he's he's a good one right now
0: what about matt Breida? who you you already brought him up available in about 99
1: percent of espn leagues but is he just a handcuff if you have saquon Yeah, he's a stopgap for now. I mean, Saquon's going to be out a couple of weeks. If you need a running back, he's a good play. As I say that, they're playing the 49ers defense this week, which is, you know, a very tough matchup. But I think for a couple of weeks, Breida is a good pickup. He's a solid running back. He's been in the league a while, knowing eventually that Saquon's going to come back. And a lot of this advice
0: always depends how deep is your league, who else is on your roster, right? You don't want to go dropping somebody like Josh Reynolds for Matt Breida if you have only two running backs spots and you already have a backup that'll be better than Burita because you know tough matchup this week Saquon could be back the following week here's a bunch of other guys and throw in input any of them that you have uh, good insight on
1: Zach Moss had a great week too Zach Moss looks really strong actually picked him up in a league or trying to pick him up in a league right now he uh, got over 90% of the workload he looked good Um, I think he's definitely the the guy going forward in Indy
0: Justice Hill, he's available in 70% of leagues. I don't even know what he did week two.
1: Justice Hill caught a lot of passes. He wasn't the main uh, ground guy. It was more Gus Edwards. So I was a little disappointed in that, but Justice Hill um, was still using the backfield, and so... I think you're going to see a split backfield between Edwards and Hill moving forward. And if you haven't picked him up, he might not be a bad idea.
0: Well, and again, this is where it depends. If you're a PPR league, you look more towards Justice Hill. If you are not a PPR, just straight up standard, Gus Edwards may be the play there. And some leagues actually weight touchdowns more right, than they do. So that's where I maybe even give Gus Edwards the edge. If you're in a standard league that doesn't overweight touchdowns, I might like Gus Edwards. He's available in 70% of ESPN leagues. And talk to me about Craig Reynolds in the context of the David Montgomery talk.
1: Yeah, so they they signed Craig Reynolds uh, because he's more of that David Montgomery style back, which is more of your kind of in between the tackles, heavy hitter. You still got Jameer Gibbs sitting there. Who's an explosive player, but they brought in Craig Reynolds to be that, that guy that replaces David Montgomery. So interesting thing they're going on in Detroit. And I believe the lions just signed someone else today. Um, Zonovan, night. Bam night. So yeah. they've got, he came over from the Jets. So they've got another guy in their and they're running back stable. Uh, so a little bit of a complicated situation there in Detroit. So Craig Reynolds might be worth a flyer here for a couple of weeks until we know more about David Montgomery. Okay. One
0: more complicated scenario. We go back to Jamal Williams, who is likely to miss Kamara coming back. Any consideration on Tony Jones Jr.? And he's widely available. He had a night last night. last
1: yeah, Tony Jones Jr. is again. He's one of those guys. Hey, if you got if you got a spot on your roster, you want to take a flyer and put him in there. He might he might be worth a, a stash. stash. Jamal Williams is probably going to be out. Kamara comes back. Kendra Miller has had some injury issues with an MCL. So again, another you know kind of stash him and see what happens. Let's talk
0: about wide receivers. Here's guys that are available fairly widely in ESPN leagues. Tutu Atwell. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, Jalen Reed, Josh Reynolds, Tank Dell. I'll tell you, Josh Reynolds went off. The Lions uh, are going to put up a lot of points and Amon Ra with his turf toe. My favorite wide receiver pickup would be Josh Reynolds. Out of that group, who do you like?
1: I like Josh Reynolds, too. I think he's uh, he had a great week last week. He had a touchdown against the Chiefs week one. I think he is a solid play yeah. if you can pick him up. Tutu Atwell, Puka Nakua, they're, I mean, they're playing really well yeah. without Cooper Cup. The thing is, is once Cooper Cup comes back, we're banking on him coming back in week five, their targets are going to go down considerably. But Puka leads everybody in targets, even if his
0: are put in half. He's still getting double digit targets. He's
1: still a wide receiver too. Yeah. Even if he gets half the targets. Right.
0: Agreed. Tank Dell. Nico Collins had a game. Right. Watch out for the Texans because game script is gonna be very good in Houston. Yeah,
1: they're gonna be behind in every game. Right. Uh, so James gonna be, be running for his life. So I mean they're gonna put up some garbage numbers. Yeah. Yep.
0: And so if you need a wide receiver, those are some good options. Uh, Rashid Shahid, he should be available in like seventy-five percent of ESPN leagues, scored nineteen fantasy points, and he's going deep. Average depth of target sixteen point five. So I don't hate him as a pickup and Marvin Mims only saw four targets through the first two games, but late in the season, he could matter. He should be available as well. Let's talk about quarterbacks because maybe you need to pick one up. I don't know. Again, I was big on the Browns, but he did not. Deshaun did not look good last night.
1: No, no. He's really struggling. Their offense is struggling. He just they just again, Deshaun Watson does not look like the player he did two years ago before he was suspended.
0: I agree. Let's talk about then. Um, who would you look at? Derek Carr, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howe, CJ Stroud, all available widely in ESPN. Sam Howe, CJ Stroud, Desmond Ritter, over 90% in ESPN leagues. You talked about CJ Stroud, he is going to be running all over the place. There is going to be garbage time.
1: Yeah, lots of garbage time. I mean, they're going to be behind in most (laughs) games. Um, They're going to be, you know, again, they've had trouble running the ball with Damian Pierce. And uh, so they're going to be, you know – putting up some great fantasy stats later on in games. Yeah, I
0: mean, he had 384 passing yards. So depending on how your league scores points, I do not hate that pickup. Derek Carr, too, because when Kamara gets back, he's going to catch balls. They got Olave, MT, right? I don't hate that. Let's talk about tight ends just in case. Zach Ertz, um, Hunter Henry, Sam Laporta, all available in more than 50% of ESPN leagues. Luke Musgrave, who... I laid it on the line for him this week, and I just don't know that Green Bay's going to be the spot to lift any pass catchers up. Um, Kate Otten, if you really love tight ends, he had um, six targets, but they're very short targets, meaning goal line. He's getting thrown the ball, and this is kind of hard to believe considering who else is on the squad in Tampa Bay, but he's getting... Red zone targets, high value, not a lot of targets. I like Sam Laporta go back to Amon Ra maybe out and Detroit throwing the ball all over the place. And now they have running back issues, it looks like. So
1: I like Sam Laporta as a pickup. I agree. I like Sam Laporta too. I think he's a great goal line guy. And uh, I mean, the lines are going to score some points, right? They got a great offensive line and just like you touched on their running games a little suspect right now. So um, I think Sam LaPorte would be a good pickup. Zach Ertz, a tough matchup this week. So avoid him unless you really
0: need a tight end. Um, I just think he's getting to be dusty. Final question for you, Josh Darby. Find him and connect with him at truemovekc.com. Some weird articles about Aaron Rodgers trying to come back for the playoffs off his week one injury what are the chances do you stat i mean it won't matter for fantasy but as an nfl fan your thoughts
1: i think it's really fast um they're doing a lot of work with acls in putting in this uh bridge in the middle of the graft that they use so the graft is what they use to replace the tendon that was torn or the ligament that was torn they're doing it in acls or having some success with it as far as like coming back to play a little bit faster It'll be really interesting to see if this takes place with Aaron Rodgers. A four-month recovery is extremely fast. Um, You're talking about a nine-month to 12-month recovery a lot of times, and so four to five months would be really fast. He's 40 years old now. I'd be really surprised if he comes back. If he does and he's successful, man, more power to him, but it's gonna be really tough, I think. He nailed it again this week. That's
0: Josh Darby, the pride of Wellington, Kansas. (laughs) Um, Find him online at truemovekc.com, whether you want to up your performance game or you have lingering issues from old school injuries, or you just want to move, live, and feel better. truemovekc.com. Chiefs only episode later this week and your sit and start episode later in the week as well. For my other co-hosts, Ethan and Luke, I'm Brady Goodman, thank you for listening to this episode.